Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Now open your Bible with me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 8, and then look up here. This is our second week in a series titled Seeds of Power. And last week we talked about the fact that the, the very nature of the world that God created was such that, that we sow seeds and he blesses those seeds and he brings fruitfulness. One of the first words that were spoken to, to Adam and Eve from God, the Bible records that he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And all of this happens by the simple process of sowing seed. And uh, last week I mentioned actually a, a, uh, a print that I saw in an antique shop with my wife. And I, I kind of I saw this print and I just kind of fell in love with it. But we kept walking. I forgot. We didn't pick it up. And I didn't know that it was actually a pretty famous. Not, it wasn't the original. It was just a print, but it was pretty famous. And by the time I walked out of here, a number of people sent it to me. I want to put it up for you. Um, uh, this is called The Angelus, and it's by a French painter. And it's really powerful. He was a, a Catholic man. And um, this, this encapsulates everything that we're talking about over these several weeks what we're talking about is the fact that we sow seed into the ground and then we depend upon God to bless it. You see? And um, in times past, before all of the technology, um, people recognize on a day-to-day -day basis that we have to sow and then depend upon God. And what I want to suggest to you is certain things don't change. The world that God created to a certain degree hasn't changed. The spiritual kingdom has not changed. And our God says that if we sow, then we will reap. But when we talk about sowing, we're talking about everything. We're talking about your marriage. You know, I used the illustration last week that if, that if you don't talk to your spouse for two years, you could plan the most incredible vacation ever. You could plan a world tour, but how many know it's going to be a pretty chilly vacation? You see, because it's better day by day to sow seeds of love, of kindness, of communication. And everything is like that. I grew up playing sports, and one thing I learned is a little practice every day makes an incredible difference in life. And so today, we're going to be looking at another story. It's actually a parable that Jesus spoke. It's a famous um, Parable And a parable is a symbolic story designed to convey a spiritual or moral truth. And today's parable, we're actually going to be talking about the most important type of sowing. You can sow into your business. You can sow to your health. You can sow into your mind. Pastor Matt is doing that, just started school. You can sow into all sorts of areas. You can sow into relationships. But today's message is, is going to be focusing on the most important type of sowing, the type of sowing that will impact our lives in the best and deepest way possible. And if we sow, we will have a spiritual and holy blessing from God. And the sowing that we're talking about today 
is sowing the word of God in our hearts. And today's title is the most important seed. The title of the message is the most important seed. And how many know that the word of God, out of all the very important seeds that we need to sow, we need to sow seeds into our children. Children don't raise themselves. We need to sow seeds into our children in all these different, very, very important areas. But out of all of those different areas, how many know that our heart is the most important area? You see? And what impacts our heart is the seed, the word of God. And the word of God is by far the most important seed that you can sow into your heart. And I want to I take a few moments to remind all of us that by a little bit of scattering, what is, what is sowing? Sowing is scattering seed into the ground for the purpose of future growth. That's what faith is all about. A little seed today can have a great impact tomorrow. Amen? And so God never meant for this process to be overwhelming. It is day by day by day, a little at a time, the sowing of the word of God. Now, to be honest with you, um, sometimes when you preach certain passages of the Bible, you feel as a pastor a certain an extra special tension because certain passages are very common. And I mentioned that last week, and I'm mentioning it again. Virtually everyone knows about the parable of the sower. Even people who don't go to church have heard of the parable of the sower. And I want to frame this conversation by saying, what is the sowing of the word of God supposed to do? Okay? So as we go to read this, this is what you need to have in your mind. This is what I believe the Bible teaches. And so here it is very quickly. Before we read the text, daily sowing will take you from a vague familiarity to a firm fluency in God's word. And fluency then equals faith, uh, friendship, and freedom in God. Okay? Now, let me explain what that means. When you first become a Christian... Somebody says to you, uh, okay, this is God's word. This is his love letter. This is the guidebook. And what you need to do is you need to start reading it. And as you read it, you're going to see that it's actually going to change your life. It's going to have a very powerful effect on your life. And in the beginning, if I say turn to the book of Luke, you might be here today. And I say turn to the book of Luke. And you go, "Mm, I don't know where the book of Luke is. So you go to your table of contents. And you look, okay, in mine, Luke is on page 1318. Okay, so you turn to page 1318, and that's where the book of Luke is. Now, when you're young in the Lord, that's fine. That makes sense. Everybody has to start somewhere. But see, it, in the heart of God, in the will of God, in the kingdom of God, in the, in the nature of the way he wants us to live, God doesn't want us to remain with a vague familiarity with his word. On the contrary, what God wants to happen is that little by little, we read every day, we read every day, and then all of a sudden, you go from this vague familiarity to a firm fluency where you know where things are in the Bible because you're actually learning the Bible. And then when you start to learn the Bible, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word of God. All of a sudden, you become fluent in the spiritual things of the kingdom of God. In other words, look, do you ever think about talking in your native language? No. 
If you go to France and you don't know French, you look up the book and you go, ah, parlez-vous français. You know what I mean? Because you don't know the language, but you never think about your language. Right? Because that's who you are. It's part of your personality. And so what starts to happen is, is when you read the Bible on a consistent basis, a little at a time, sowing the word of God in your heart, all of a sudden what you find is that what you put into your heart, it starts to flow out of you. And all of a sudden, things that you would never say because you put the word of God in your heart, uh, uh, positions that you would never take because you put the word of God in your heart, all of a sudden, there's certain things that you believe that you would never believe because you've put seed in your heart little by little. And then all of a sudden, you stand and you say, hey, this is what the word of God says. And it just flows out of you and say, that's what I believe. And then what you'll find is, is even when you quote the word of God and when you say the word of God, you're like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, now you're close to God, and now you're walking in the freedom of God, even though some contrary pressure could come. You're like, that's not what the Bible says. I know what the Bible says. Jesus is my friend. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk in freedom today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You see, God wants us to grow little by little, seed by seed. He wants us to grow where what happens is, is that what is in here ends up in here. And when you put the word of God in your life, then powerful, powerful, powerful things happen. And it's all by the seed. It's crazy to think that you're going to like go home and read the whole Bible this weekend and you got it. Trust me, you don't got it. I've been reading the Bible now. I've been a Christian for 32 years. I got saved in high school on a baseball field. And um, this past week, I was reading the Bible, and I, I found two verses this past week that I really, I don't know, I don't know, but I just really didn't notice them before. And they blessed me in such an amazing way. And, and uh, I re, you know, I get up every morning, and I put my robe on, and I, and I have a coffee maker in my office in the basement. And like I put my robe on. I go get water for the coffee. I, I can do this blind. And just like this. Water down. I put the water in the coffee. I put the thing in. And I sit down with my Bible. It's what I've been doing every day. I don't know how many years now. You know? And the other day when I came upstairs, you know, I get up around 4. My wife gets up around 6. The other day, I came, uh, I came upstairs, uh, and uh, then Chrissy was coming out, and she's in her robe, and she's going, uh, going to a, a different coffee maker. We have two coffee makers. <laughs> we have like a coffee division in our house. <laughs> we won't get into all of that, but I don't like her coffee. <laughs> so, so when she goes to her coffee maker, and she goes, hi, honey, or whatever, and I said, hi. And she goes, how you doing? And I, and I said, honey, I, I feel really blessed this morning. You know, I read something today and I, I just, the Lord spoke to me. And she was like, well, what did he say? I was like, you know, Chris, I, I'm not ready to talk about it. You know, but it, it was just so sweet. The Lord spoke to me today out of the Bible. And it was so sweet and it was so wonderful. And, and my heart is full right now. You know, and, and by the way, as a side note, I hope if you're married that you talk to your spouse about the Word of God. There's nothing more wonderful than the Word of God. 
than to celebrate Jesus. And when you're celebrating Jesus, it's hard to, it's, you know, when you're celebrating Jesus together with your spouse, the easiest thing is to be close to them. Amen? A little plug for the marriage ministry. You should go. <laughs> go to that marriage ministry, guys. But anyway, the point is, is that it, the Bible never gets old. It never gets old. It's powerful. The seeds of the word of God are powerful. And, and, and the riches, the riches of the word of God just by one seed, it'll never end. And so today's message is really about us caring for the seed so that we can walk in faith and in friendship with God. If you don't feel close to God, maybe it's because you're not sowing the seed of God. But if you sow the word of God on your heart, you know, I was waiting for another part of the message, but I have to tell you this story. I'm like messing up my whole message, but I got to say this. Because after service, I ran into a sister in our church, and I will not tell you her name. But she was joking with me. We were laughing about the power of the seed. And, and I never heard this, but this is a real woman of God. But here's what she said. When she was a baby Christian, she had just gotten saved. And how many remember that when you first get saved, you could do stuff that's kind of, because you don't even know. So anyway, she, had, she became a Christian. She gave her heart to the Lord. She went out with some of her friends, and she got drunk. And she was, I mean, she was lit up, okay? And you're not supposed to do that, guys, okay? Okay. So she was drunk, and then she looked at her friend, and she started crying. And her friend said, why are you crying? And she said, because I think you're going to hell. <laughs> you need Jesus. I'm, that's not the way to evangelize, guys. Okay? Don't do it that way. However, however, even before we read this text, what does that show you? You know what it shows you? It shows you the power of the seed. That no matter what you're dealing with, once you start sowing that seed, there's a reverse taking place. There's a transformation. Something powerful is at work in your life just by sowing the seed. So how, how many, praise God, he's got stuff to work out in our lives. But that's why you keep sowing. You see? That's the joy of my life as a pastor is to watch God transform people's lives. You know, and over the years, we have walked pe watched people walk in with all kinds of craziness and madness, and we don't even flinch because God has done miracles in our lives on staff, and, he, and we just see him doing miracle after miracle. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to pray. I want to read and pray, but I'm telling you right now, you know how it happens. One of the main tools and instruments is the word of God. So now let's look at what Jesus said about the parable of the sower. Let's read this very quickly, starting with verse 4 in chapter 8. It says, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. And then here's going to be our focus for today. It says, still other seed fell on good soil. Everyone say good soil. Good 
And it came up and it yielded a a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Now look at me just for a moment. Recognize what Jesus is saying. One seed, one seed of the word of God has the power to produce a hundred times that seed. That's how powerful the word of God is. One seed, one drop of truth is the beginning of transformation. It could transform a whole generation. One person receiving the seed of the word of God today could come from a long line of brokenness, depression, darkness, anger, all sorts of craziness and filthiness. One seed from the word of God, just the starting of that process, can produce something a hundredfold that you can't even dream about. You wake up one day and say, I can't believe what God has done for my life. How many feel that way sometimes? You're like, Jesus, I can't believe what you've done for my life. All by the power of a seed. So listen, it says, it says a uh, hundred times more was sown. And when he said this, when he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear, which is what today is all about. His disciples asked him, what this parable meant, and let's keep going here. It says, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. Now what this means is Jesus told these stories because he knew there were people who were going to hear him and didn't really want to listen to him. And so in the mercy of God, he said, I told them stories because the judgment will be even stronger later. So I kind of let them off the hook. But here's, here's what he's implying here. When a person is hungry, they understand. A lot of people say, I don't understand the word of God. If you're hungry, you will. Give it some time. Sow the word. Let, let the, don't be like the third grader we talked about last week. You put the seed in. You come home with that little glass cup. And you're like, Ma, it's not growing. Give it some time to grow. But if you're hungry, it'll grow. How many know the word of God will grow in you? And then he says, this is the meaning of the parable. Everyone say this with me. Ready? The seed is the word of God. One more time. The seed is the word of God. That's right. We need to understand clearly that this word, the Bible, is the seed, the word of God. And every time you read it, you're sowing a seed into your heart. Okay, let's keep going. It says, those along the path are the ones who hear... And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Little more. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures And they do not mature. And then I want you to read this with me as well. This is good, by the way. Reading the Bible out loud is really, it's edifying to you. Okay, so let's read this together, verse 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. That's what we'll really focus on today. We're going to focus on having the good heart a noble heart that hears it, retains it, and perseveres to produce that crop of blessing from heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for 
everyone that's here, Lord, for people who are standing along the wall. And God, I pray that even as they stand, oh God, I pray that you would sow something powerful into their hearts. Meet all of us, Lord. We've come from all over the place, all over the city, Lord, different walks of life. But you are the one Lord and the, and the, and the one Savior. And I thank you that you love us all. And today, Father, I ask that you would sow a seed that would impact every home represented here. You do that by starting with our hearts. So, Father, give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to receive. Bless this word now, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 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 I know that was a long introduction. Don't worry, we'll get it done. Okay? So now, here's some quick Um, conclusions about the first part of this text. This text tells us that there are three challenges to to the successful sowing of seed, and here they are. This is what the Bible teaches here. It teaches that, that the seed is, number one, susceptible to theft, number two, inoperable in hard places, number three, vulnerable to choking. When the word of God is sown into our hearts, it is, first of all, susceptible to theft. The Bible talks about that when the sower goes out to sow the word of God, sometimes the devil comes and steals it. You know, and a lot of people think, not me. But you know what? Sometimes we need to say, yes, me. Okay? How do you know if the the word of God is stolen? It's plain and simple. If you hear the word of God and then you quickly forget the word of God, chances are it was stolen. If you're the kind of person who hears the truth and then the truth is gone already, well, Satan steals the seed. And part of today's message is to help us look at our own heart. As we look down the road of 2017 and we say our times belong to you, our year belongs to you, our lives belong to you. If that's truly the case, then what we want to make sure that our hearts are right before God and we have to take a moment and think, Lord, is the truth being stolen from my heart? Am I one of those people who hear the truth but then it just flies away? You know, it's like, oh, what was that? How was this sermon today? It was great. Okay, okay, what did he preach about? Um, I don't know, but it was really good. How many know you didn't get much out of it? You see, that's not the purpose. The purpose of this moment is not for me to entertain you. Keep your, keep your interest somehow. That's not what this is about. This is a sacred, holy moment. You realize that, Right? This is so important. We as your pastors, we love you. Our concern is your walk with God. Our concern is how you're doing this, the state of your spirit and your soul. Pastor Matt opened up his heart this morning and all of we pastors were in the room and we were praying for you. We're praying that you would hear from God and walk with God and live in faith and friendship with Jesus and walk in freedom and that our children will walk in freedom. All of that happens by us receiving a word, but the word has to stick. And if the devil steals the word, then then that powerful instrument of life is not inside of us. And so we have to pay attention, guys. You have to think about how well do you retain truth, you know? Because the devil's a thief. He's a thief. And don't say not me. Say, yes, me, I need to pay attention. 
Secondarily, it says that it's inoperable in hard places, which means that when the seed falls, okay, you can hear a message and receive it with joy. But when you, even though you receive it with joy, if there are hard places, if there are rocks in your heart, when the seed tries to take root, you and I have a choice to make. We're either going to get rid of the rock and let the seed grow, or the hard place of our hearts will stop the seed from going, from growing. You see, and a lot of people don't realize that, look, if it's the same thing, and by the way, guys, God is a parent, You know what parents do, right? They repeat themselves. That's what parents do. And they keep, if you feel like God is talking to you about the same thing, the same, you hear from your wife, you hear from over here, you hear from over there. How many know that's God talking? Okay? And people go, Ma, how how many times are you going to say that? When you get it, I'll stop saying it. How many moms have said that one? Right? That's the way it is. And so here's what this is telling us. If it's the same thing, it's the same issue in your life, okay, maybe the reason why you're not moving past that is because there's a hardness in your heart that you're not willing to give up to God. God works with tender hearts. Hard hearts, they just don't receive his truth. You got to have a tender heart, amen? How many want a tender heart for truth? Help us, Jesus, no matter where it comes from. And if you're here today, and this is is like already, you know, yeah, okay? Then when we pray at the end, you need to pray, God, take the stones out of my heart. Sometimes disappointment and hurt in life, we even get angry with God, and then God is trying to talk to us, and we're angry with God. You're better off telling God, God, I'm angry. I've done it. I said, Lord, I'm angry about this. I wish this wouldn't have turned out that way. But Lord, I know that you know all things, and you do all things well. God, please do surgery on my heart, because it's not all that good today. God loves honest talk. Amen? And then thirdly, look, the, the, the Bible says that the seed is vulnerable to choking. So it could be growing in our lives, but even though it's growing in our lives, if we are, are, are focused on worrying and unholy ambition, listen, unholy ambition produces worry many times. Worry, can be a, a, worry is an unholy disposition for the believer, and if you're prone to worry, 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 then what it does is it chokes out the life of the seed. What we need to do is we need to sow the seed and say, God, things, I, it's only a little seed, but God, I already know that you're going to do something, oh God, because I put that seed in the ground. I sow that seed. In other words, let's take, let's take for example, a, a, a marriage that's messed up. Okay, and, we, and when, when, when we, you know, there's a process into a mess, there's a process out. And so if a marriage is messed up, we say, okay, stop doing the things that keep messing up your marriage. Okay, stop feeding that field, but start sowing good seed. So some people, they sow good seed, and then they keep fighting. And then they come back and say, but we did what you did. We sowed the seed, and we killed fighting. I said, give it some time. The fighting will be less and less. The joy will be more and more. And over time, let me tell you something, the tide will turn. You see? 
And so when the Bible says, don't worry about money, don't worry about what you're going to wear, don't worry about, about what you're going to eat, look at, look at the, bir- the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. God clothed them, and they don't have to worry about anything. And then it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That word seek first means, literally means worship first. Hallelujah. And how many know if we just worship first and say, God, I know that you will be faithful to take care of me. You'll be faithful to take care of this situation. Sow the seed and put your faith in God. And how many know he will take care of it? Some people that worry uh, dominate their life. How many know worship should dominate our lives? Amen? Amen. And so, so those are the, the three challenges. And now we're going to really look at to kind of close out this meeting because we've got to take care of this young truth in our hearts, this seed. We're going to look at what the Bible says about the heart that receives the word of God well. And remember, this is focusing on the heart. This is about, look at me before we put this up. Here's what this is about. The next couple of moments are about, about when you open your Bible either tonight or tomorrow morning. What's going to happen? What's going to be your disposition? Where are you going to be? Okay? This is talking about this good soil that receives the word. So let's look at what the Bible says here. The Bible says that that good soil, if you could put that up. It says, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who, first of all, who hear the word. Everyone say, hear the word. Okay, the first thing that has to happen is you have to hear the word. We have to hear. It means that you hear with intent. Okay? Now, this is not just hearing. Listen, it's to listen with the, the, with the desire for an accurate understanding. Okay? It's like you're listening with the desire to really get what God is saying. The intent and the desire is to discover what God says and then to please him. The reason why you read the word of God is because you want to you discover what he says because you want to please him. You see, now a lot of people, what they do is they listen to reply. Most people, when you're talking to them, how many notice that you talk to someone, they're just waiting for you to stop talking so that they can say something? You know? A lot of people, what they do is they just listen to reply. They listen to, the, to reply. In our culture, in this day and age, here's a, listen closely, especially you youngins. You know what most people do? They listen to post. Uh-oh. Yeah. They hear it. Oh, I can't wait to put that on Instagram. I can't wait to tweet that or put it on Facebook. And we have a culture that if, if you're in my age bracket, if you're like 45 and over, I'm 50, okay, there's some unique stuff that's going on in our culture right now. People spend a great portion of their day capturing moments. And they capture this. They capture a quote. They, they capture this and, they, and then they post. And that's fine. If that's, if that's a new thing, there's fads, fine. But listen, how many know if you just capture it and you post it and then you're waiting for the next thing, you didn't get the first thing. Amen. I'm gonna, i, I got to bring my amen box back. Amen myself. Yes. How many know we don't listen to post? When you listen to posts, you just sound like you got something. But we need to listen. 
okay because we want to please him. How many want to please Jesus? It's a different kind of listening. When you read your Bible, it's a different kind of, you know, when you listen to your kids, when you listen to your spouse or listen to your friend, you can listen to them like, okay, or you could be dialed in. Well, there's no place to be more dialed in than with the word of God. It makes you better everywhere else. You listen in the morning or at night to God, and then everywhere you go, you're better because you're full of his word. Amen? Amen. It's an amazing thing. Peter was on the Mount of Transfiguration, and he wanted to like, he's like, Isaiah, uh, um, Moses shows up, Eliza shows up, and he's so excited And he's like, let's build tents. And even God says to Peter, Peter, would you please stop talking? This is my son. Listen to him. Okay. Take in what God is saying. We're in such a hurry. You know, someone said, hurry, listen to this. If you want to tweet something, tweet this one. I didn't say it, though. It was somebody, a great man of God. He said, hurry is the death of prayer. Don't be in a rush. Hear it. So that's the first thing. Hear it with a desire to receive accurately what God is saying. Hear it with a, with a desire to please him, and you're going to take it in in a deep way. Then secondly, secondly, look at what it says, if you could put this up. It says, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, and then secondarily it says, retain it. Now, retain it means to hold strongly, okay? Retain it means to hold strongly. It means to retain and respond in conformity, okay? It literally means to hold strongly. Now, let me give you an example, all right? Many times, whether you're here or not, I walk up and down these stairs for different reasons, and I walk up the stairs and I go like this, okay? And my hand is on the railing, you know? Okay, you know what you call this? You call that holding loosely. Now, from, from the floor here to up there is 45 feet. Behind here, this is an old theater. This, is, this has a stage box. In the 1920s when this was uh, made, they, they had all sorts of shows here. There were 2,000 seats. This wall goes all the way back. There were 2,000 seats and sets would come up and down. So the stage box goes even higher, maybe like 60 feet. Right now, on the side here, there's a little staircase. It's a spiral staircase for one person. And I've been up that staircase to the top to the catwalk. A lot of this stuff is attached to it. I've been up there one time. I don't know for certain things, one time is enough. Right? And I guarantee you, Okay, when you walk up those stairs and it's like open air, it's just you're, like you're just out there. It's right there. You're just out there and you're walking up. I guarantee you when you walk up, you're not holding loosely. You're holding strongly, strongly, strongly. And why are you holding strongly? It's because your life depends on it. That's why. It's because you're like, yo, if I slip on this one, I'm going to have a serious problem. Okay, well, when we read the Bible tonight or when we read it tomorrow and the Lord speaks to us, how many know we need to hold it strongly because our lives depend upon it? Hallelujah. Our life depends on it. Your life, your family, your children, your life depends on it. 
The plan of God, the purpose of God, the, the reason you were created, all of those things depend on us hearing from God and holding strongly. Jesus, I love you. I love you, God. I want to hold it, God. <sighs> Hallelujah. Listen. Look at how it finally unfolds. Okay? Put the verse up. and We're going to close it. The singers could come. I'm going to close in prayer now. It says, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Look at the third. First, it's hear the word. Then it's retain the word. And then thirdly, and by persevering, produce a, a crop. By persevering, produce a crop. And that word persevering, it means that you wait hopefully. It means that you wait hopefully. It means to cheerfully persevere with expectancy. It's like you're waiting on God. You're waiting. So look at this amazing process, right? We get to receive God's word. We can hear it, and then we can hold on strongly to it. You know, Pastor Matt pointed out his classmate. Pastor Matt, uh, I'm so proud of him. He just got accepted. He got accepted to go to Kellogg Business School. He's going for his executive MBA. Could we praise God for that? Amen. And, um, and he's doing that because there's so many things going on. And instead of us getting consultants, we need someone who understands the business world. We've got new market tax credits and we've got, we've got all sorts of things going on. We can't get into that right now. So anyway, Pastor Matt, who's uh, a pretty smart guy. He's doing this. God has opened up this door, and it's such a blessing. I'm so glad his classmate is here. Yeah, this, I, I don't know him, but I just know he's one of those smart guys, okay? <laughs> right? And, and so here's the thing. Pastor Matt was telling me the other day how they do case studies, and, and sometimes he's, when he's in the middle of the case study, what he does is he marvels at their minds. His classmates, their minds, he says, they're unbelievable and the way they process information, okay? Now, listen, listen. Great minds retain information, but great hearts, they retain the Word of God. You see? Great hearts retain the Word of God. They hold on to the Word of God. And so the last thing that happens is they sow the seed and you hold and then you wait, okay? It means that you cheerfully, you wait, you're cheerful, you're expecting, you're hopeful, and you're like, God, you're going to do what you promised, oh God. And I wait for you. And I'm not going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to trust you. Uh, you got the seed in your heart. So look, you're sowing a seed in your heart today, this word, or you're going to read the Bible, and then you're going to be tempted to take something into your own hands and do it your own way, do it a way that's, that's, that's opposite of God's will for your life. And, but, but you're going to say, no, I'm going to hold this, and I'm going to wait, God. I'm going to wait. I trust you. And I know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings of eagles. God wants us to soar in 2017.
But you know what has to happen? You've got to get the word in your heart. And then you've got to wait expectingly. You're going to get a hold of my son. You're going to get a hold of my husband. You're going to get a hold of my, my wife. You're going to get a hold of this. You're going to help me, God. I messed this situation up, but you're going to turn it around. You're going to do it, God. You're going to help me with my schooling. You're going to help me with my classes, God. You're going to help me here. You're going to help me on my job, Lord. I'm praying to you. I'm sowing seed upon my heart. God, I'm doing it. So maybe you're here and you're bound by some kind of filthy, ungodly habit. You know? And, and, it's, and it's like coming after you. It, that thing is just coming after you. Do you know how many people used to be crack addicts and drug addicts and alcoholics and sex addicts and every kind of addict there is? How many know when you sow the word of God into your heart, the word of God is living and active. The word of God is powerful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Someone might be battling with pornography today. I'll close with this. The Bible says, I will set no vile thing before my eyes. The deeds of faithless men, they will not cling to me. They won't cling to me. And so you wake up in the morning and you go and the computer calls you, but you say, I'll set no vile thing before my eyes. And you, you literally got to go like this. You know, you got to hold on. And maybe you go out and you see an ad and you see some, some half-naked whatever and you're like... I'll set no vow thing before my eyes. The deeds of faithless men, they will not cling to me. And you keep walking. And in the beginning, it's a battle because, because the seed is just like baby roots. But after a while, after a while, you stay full of the word of God. And all of a sudden, there's junk here, there's junk everywhere. And you're like, I keep my eyes on Jesus. I will fix my heart on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. All things are possible with the heart that sows the word of God into it. All things, all things are possible when we sow the word of God into our hearts. Some things do take time, but that's why we wait, hopefully. Now I want to pray for us to go. And uh, we, we sang an old song. We'll just sing just for a moment. The song is, have your way, Lord, have your way. You're the potter. I'm the clay. And here's why we're going to sing this song, just for a moment. You know why? Because everything that we talked about today requires that we would say, Lord, here's my heart. Make it the kind of heart that receives your holy seed. Whatever you need to do, take up the thorns, get the thief out, whatever it is. God, have your way with my life because I want my life to be fruitful. Let's close our eyes and lift our hands. Put your hand on your heart and I'm going to pray. Lord, we give our hearts to you today, Lord. This January is the year has started, oh God. We want our hearts to be the good and the noble heart. We want our hearts to be good soil. Soil, Lord, that is ready to receive your powerful seed. The seed of life, the seed of transformation, oh God. And God, we thank you that you have a plan, oh God, to make us a fruitful people, oh God. 
oh God, and it begins in our hearts. And so today we say, have your way with our heart, Lord. If someone is battling with hardness of heart, would you break that hardness today in the name of Jesus? It doesn't matter, oh God, if it's years of resentment or unforgiveness, whatever it is, Father, would you break it by your mighty power? God, if someone is here, oh God, and their ear has not been opening, they haven't been listening, and the enemy continues to steal the truth, would you open every ear, oh God, so that the heart could receive? And Lord, if there's someone here that is battling with worry and fear, we thank you, you have not given us a spirit of fear. Today, Lord, let worry be replaced by worship. And help us. Help us to be sowers of good seed. Come on, take the hand of the person next to you and we're going to close in prayer. Father, we pray to the left and to the right. We pray to the front and the back. Would you make us a, a family, a body of believers, oh God, that sow, God. Help my brother pray for to the left and to the right. Say, God, help them to sow your holy word into their heart. Oh God, let their home be blessed. Let their loved ones be blessed. Let everything about them be blessed because they're full of the word of God. Because they're walking in faith and friendship and freedom that comes from God. Lord, front to back, left to right. Would you do it? Those standing on the wall, oh God. God, sow a seed and make them sowers, we pray, oh God. We thank you, God, that by the simple seed, oh Lord, just the sowing of that seed, powerful things are in store, oh God. Let every household represented, oh God, be impacted in a glorious, powerful, holy way. We thank you, Lord, for this time together. We love you and we pray your blessing on all of God's people. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Could we give God a hand of praise? Bless you, Lord. Bless you, bless you, bless you, God.